come on, yeah, come on, it's like that, it's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is... The lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the light in the darkness according to God's Word. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio, and yep, you guessed it, we are back live in our actual studio. We enjoyed our short getaway down in Biloxi, Mississippi, and we hope you enjoyed the lesson last week. But let's get right down to it, the light and the darkness. Let's define what darkness is. The partial or total absence of light, a state in which little or no light can be seen, wickedness or evil. So let's, let's look at this biblically. Let's look at it in a biblical sense. John three nineteen through 20. And the judgment is based on this fact. God light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light. For their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sin will be exposed. Hey, wait a minute. This scripture is very accusatory, and I'm pretty sure it's not talking about any of my young, loyal listeners. Because here at the PNT Podcast Studio, we love the light and hate the darkness. All jokes aside, this is a very serious situation where people are openly choosing darkness over the light of Christ. Unfortunately, we know quite a few people, and that is a few people too many for me, that have chosen to live in the shadows rather than than the light. Let me ask this question. What could be better than living a life that everyone can see? That's a real question because too many of our family members, our friends, our co-workers, our peers are choosing to live a life that is questionable in the sight of God according to his word. If you didn't catch it, those things that you do that no one can see or better yet, things you don't want people to see or know about you are considered evil or wicked, just as the scripture says. Here's a fact for you. The people you are hiding from can't put you in hell. They don't even own a heaven or hell to send you to. You know who does? God and Jesus. Do you remember in one of my previous episodes where I said God is omnipresent, which means he is everywhere at all times? Spoiler alert. God can see you in all your sin So who do you really think or believe you're hiding from? Matthew 6, 22 through 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Do you think that scripture answered my question when we talk about who do you really think you're hiding from? Matthew is telling us, God can see you no matter where you are and what you're doing. God measures us by our heart. God looks at each and every one of us through our eyes. He sees what you see and he sees what you truly desire. Based on these two scriptures, do you think it's hard to determine if a person is living by the light or darkness? 
The last sentence in the scripture is very powerful. So allow me to read it again. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now I'm going to pause. Yeah, I wanted that to sink in. Is it possible for light to be darkness? Because that's what the scripture says. Here's my takeaway and what I want to share with you regarding this scripture as we go to break. We as people, young and old, have decided on an individual level what passes as light and what passes as darkness according to what gives us peace. We can care less about God and how he has defined light and darkness. That last sentence is saying this. You can call your sin, your wickedness, your evil acts light all you want. But in God's eyes, they will always equate to darkness. So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back to talk about some ways we could determine if we're walking in the light or the darkness. And we're back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that power-packed first part of our lesson. Yes, the light and darkness. How do we know where we are? Everyone wants to be seen these days, but no one wants to put their shortcomings, a.k.a. sins, on full display, or do they? No one wants to parade displaying the light of Christ because it ain't sexy, and it ain't cute, and it ain't popular. So what are we parading if it ain't the light? I got you. I found three things we can start doing today to ensure we are being God's light in the darkness. Number one, walk in the light of the spirit by the spirit of God while holding the sword of the spirit, God's truth. Psalm 119, 105 to 109 tells us what to say to let God know we are children of the light. So let me read the scripture. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous law. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands and I will not forget your law. 109 says we constantly take our life in our hands and that's at the times we want to walk in darkness. But I haven't forgot your law, so it, it draws us back to God's law and to the light. So remember that. Walk in the Spirit and use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word. Number two, remember we are in unbroken fellowship with God. This means He forgives us, He's near us, He loves us, He is watching us, and He is with us. First John 1 and 3 is telling us, and it is letting God know we will keep his word to walk in a light where he dwells. That means we are committed to walking in God's word to stay in the light where he dwells. God does not live in a shadow. That's where Satan's domain is. That's where Satan lives. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. And number three, receive the blood cover of Jesus that frees us from all past shame. Keep that in mind. Don't be, don't, don't hide the fact. Don't hide your light because if you are a Christian, God wants you to show that light because guess what? Your light is a beacon of hope for others to find their way back home to God. Matthew 26 and 28 tells us that we can walk 
with our heads held high because we are no longer children of or slaves to darkness. We are free to approach God in the light where he lives for all to see. Yes, let everyone see the light of God on you and that you are covered by the blood of Jesus. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about witnesses for Christ. We looked at John 1, verses 6 through 8, which reads, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. We talked about the witnesses in today's time, and I assured them that regardless of the false witnesses that are declaring a false religion, a false way of living, God has still sent his witnesses to us. These witnesses are not just limited to the pastors, preachers, and Sunday school teachers. No, the witnesses that God has also sent do not hold titles, but they bear witness of the coming of Jesus Christ. They are the witnesses that share their testimonies of what God has done for them. They are the witnesses that live a life that is pleasing and acceptable to Christ. They are witnesses that have a heart to give without pressure, knowing that God has given them what they need to give to others. They are the witnesses that show love and compassion to others. They are the witnesses that speak life to you and not death. They are the witnesses that give you scripture or biblical stories to encourage and help you while you are walking your Christian journey. They are the witnesses that teach you how to study to show yourself approved. You are God's witnesses. We are God's witnesses. And we have to do our part so that others are drawn to Christ by what they see and hear from us. It seems like it's a lot for you to be a witness for Christ, right? But it really isn't. Remember this, though, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But even when we fall, we get back up. When we get back up from our fall, we share that testimony with others. Let them know that they, too, can get back up and start again. Because so many have fallen and feel like they cannot come back to Christ. They feel like their sin has kept them away for so long that there is no way God will forgive them or accept them. This is how the devil wants you to think. But our God gives us grace and mercy. We have to ask for forgiveness from a sincere heart. Turn from that thing that made us fall and get back on the right path of our Christian journey, being that witness. Hebrews 12.1 tells us, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance that the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Don't be ashamed when you sin. Know that God is waiting for you to ask for forgiveness and do better with your choices next time. And don't forget, we answer your questions or read your comments on the fourth or fifth week of each month. Don't worry, you can remain anonymous, no pressure. Drop us a line at pntpodcast2020 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. In summary, the points of being the light in the darkness. When scripture talks about darkness, usually it's referring to a sinful path. Jesus is the light and Satan is the darkness. Spiritually blind people are living in darkness. They can't understand the gospel or biblical things. They can't see. They are blind and they can't see that they are on the path that leads to hell. If they had the light, they would turn into that direction. 
people who are consumed with their sin will not go near the light because their sin will be exposed. We must all seek the light, which is only found in Christ. Jesus satisfied the wrath of God. He drank your sin in full. We must all repent and trust in the blood of Christ. In Christ, we can truly see. If the times are indeed as bad as we say they are, if the darkness in our world is growing heavier by the moment, if we are facing spiritual battles right in our own homes and churches, then we are foolish not to turn to the one who supplies unlimited grace and power. He is our only source. We are crazy to ignore him and to ignore the light. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Or Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.